0: We're going to start today's show, Preps Today with John Millay, by honoring a friend of both of ours. Uh, preps Today with John Millay, of course, this is our preps and activities show at TalkNorth.com. John Millay, prep and activity guru at MSHSL.org. Uh, this is TalkNorth.com. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. I want to thank our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton, All Energy Solar, Propane.com. But let's, let's get right to it. Uh, Dick Bramer has, has been not only a great broadcaster, for many years, uh, covering the Twins, he's also been a friend of ours. He's a great guy to chat with, and he's also, you know, as a guy who fell in love with baseball and played Minnesota high school baseball, uh, he is a great supporter of of grassroots and high school level baseball. Uh, Dick has re- announced his retirement. He's moving from the press box into an advisory role with the Twins. Uh, good for him. Good for the tw- good on the Twins keeping him around. Uh, a little sad to see him go, but I'm also really happy to see him go out. In this way, on his own terms, with a chance to still be at the ballpark. Uh, and hey, John, tell me, tell me uh, how your relationship with Dick started, and, and you know what your thoughts are on him. Yeah, it goes goes
1: back a long ways, Jim, to when I when I joined the the Twins beat when you were the main Twins beat writer, and you were kind of showing me the ropes. I don't remember specifically. You probably introduced me to Dick probably back then at, at the Metrodome. But yeah, he, he, no, nobody doesn't really like Dick. He's one of the nicest guys ever, and. You know, I, go, I just go back to traveling the country with the twins and sitting in dugouts with Dick and, you know, commiserating most of the time. Uh, but also on the high school level, how he really stepped up during the pandemic, you know, in the spring of 2020, high school sports were completely shut down in Minnesota. Uh, there was this trend, this kind of supportive trend from around the country. I think it started in Texas. Of turning on stadium lights, even though there's nothing going on at night or one night a week or whatever, high schools would turn on the lights in their stadium just as a signal that, you know, we're going to be back together. Hang in there and let's support each other. And I ended up tweeting, uh, posting a lot of photos from football stadiums around Minnesota, um, videos and photos of these lights on. Everybody from these schools had great messages and then my good friend brian cole he, he's a middle school band orchestra director in moorhead but he's also he's he does tons more than that as far as supporting everything in moorhead um the school all the sports wonderful guy he came up with a great idea um he called me and we were chatting and he ended up putting together, he, he created a video with still photos and, and videos of these be the light scenes from around Minnesota. And he, his idea was, let's. he said, I'll put music under it. He's an orchestra director. That's easy for him. And he asked me if I could write some kind of a script. And, and I said, I can certainly do that. And we talked about somebody's going to need to narrate this. And the only name that came to my mind was Dick Bremer. I said, I I know Dick. I'll I'll get a hold of Dick. And it was, I I wasn't surprised, but, uh, you know, I got a hold of Dick. He said, whatever you'd like me to do, John, I'll do it. And, you know, the twins weren't playing either. He was bored. He wanted the lights back on at the ballpark. He immediately said, yes, whatever we needed. So I finished the script, I think, the next day. He mailed it to Dick. And within about 12 hours, he had emailed uh, this audio and it was phenomenal. It was just perfect. He nailed it. And he said, he said, before he recorded it, uh, he read it to his family. And he said, as I was reading it, tears came to my eyes. I mean, that's how emotional all this whole thing was for everybody. And, uh, but, but he did a great job. So, uh, that's just that, that's my favorite memory of Dick. Um, He's not, he's not gone. He's still with us. But, like you said, he'll be kind of an ambassador for the twins and, and we'll see Dick at the ballpark. But the way he stepped up like that with absolutely zero hesitation, no questions. John, send me whatever you want me to read. I'll record it. In my studio at home, and it worked out great. And I tweeted a link to the uh, "Be the Light" video earlier this week when we heard that Dick was uh, was wrapping it up as a broadcaster. Uh, you could, if you if you want to find that, the easiest way just Google MSHSL Be the Light. It's certainly worth a look and a listen. And uh, that's all thanks to our, our great friend Dick Bremer.
0: Yes. Uh, congratulations, Dick. Uh, we'll be yep. seeing at the ball. Thankfully, we'll be seeing at the yep. ballpark. Um, and, and he has he has been a great supporter of Minnesota high school sports, baseball, any any level of baseball. Uh, good on Dick. Uh, congratulations, Dick. Hey, if you like this show or any show at TalkNorth.com, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Tons of great sports, outdoor content, variety shows. We keep growing. We keep growing because you keep listening and supporting our sponsors. We do appreciate it. Thanks also to our longtime producer, Brandon Morton. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio today. Uh, Let's get into the best laid plans.
1: Yeah, you know how in in our business, Jim, in, in writing and reporting, sometimes we come up with ideas and we think, hey, this could really be special. This could be great. I had one of those ideas last week. It didn't pan out for several reasons, but I'm going to go through it here. Uh, I talked about I was heading to St. Charles last week down uh, east of Rochester, one of my favorite places in the state. I had this kind of a grand plan for a possible story that kind of circling around three different teams from St. Charles High School. Uh, The the football team, they were going to play Lewiston Altura at home uh, last Tuesday night in a section opener. And then the next night, the, the girls and boys soccer teams from St. Charles they were they played back to back state quarter final games at Irondale. So my 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 lame little reporter's brain put together this plan. I was going to go to the football game on Tuesday night. Um, the coaches had all agreed to give me kind of backstage access behind the ropes, you know, with what goes on with these teams before games, at halftime, after games. Uh, you know my my grand plan. This would be a really cool inside look into small town small town sports, excitement, community support, all those things. Well, it all it fell to pieces pretty quickly, uh, mostly because of the weather. So I got I got to St. Charles that night before for the seven o'clock football game. Uh, it wasn't raining when I got there, but I think I brought the rain with me, and man, it was a downpour. It just kept coming. It was flooding inside the school. That's how much rain there was. So they pushed the football game back a day. So, okay, that part of my story, that's out. I can't be at the football game Wednesday night because that's the night I'm watching both soccer teams play up here in the Twin Cities. Uh, And the good news was that the girls' soccer team, they... Defeated St. Croix Prep in the quarterfinals, and, and they have won in the state semifinals this week at U.S. Bank Stadium. And they're gonna play for a state championship Friday. We're talking here Thursday morning, so we're between rounds. Uh, the boys soccer team did not win in the in the quarterfinals at Irondale. They lost to Pine Islands and Broda Mazeppa. And then the football team, I I wasn't there, it didn't matter. They lost. So I my grand plan, uh didn't quite pan out. I ended up writing a a John's Journal story about the girls' soccer team because that that really was the story. And I, I think it's a fine story, but it was a lesson learned, something along the lines of don't expect the world to follow your plans. I thought I had this thing Boiled, you know, Jim, I was so excited. I was going to get behind the ropes with three teams from the same high school, tell the tale of what this is like, you know, excitement in a small town. And it worked out fine. The girls' soccer team is a great story. You know, they're in a state
0: championship game, but sometimes the world just has other ideas for us. Listen, you got to take the swings, right? We both had great ideas that have absolutely fallen apart. We've also both walked into places with no idea what the heck we're going to write and you up something great. It just, but you got to, you got to plan and you got to take the swing at the big stories and, you know, every every once in a while they're going to pop.
1: They are, they are.
0: And you're right about, you never know what you're going to find. I've said this on this show before.
1: So half the battle is showing up. A lot of the times, you just yes. don't know what you're going to find. I'll walk into a game or a whatever it is, and maybe don't even have anything specific in mind. And boy, you see great stuff, and you you shift on the fly. So that that's kind of how this was. I downshifted from a, a story about three teams to a, to a to a fine story about one team,
0: and that's okay. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's get to state soccer. I know you've been spending a lot of time at U.S. Bank Stadium.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's Thursday morning. I was in there Tuesday and Wednesday for the uh, state semifinals. There's three classes, boys and girls, so it's a lot of soccer. Um, We're going to have the uh, uh, championship games, like I said, Friday all day at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, I'll run down the list here. Uh, 8 a.m., an early start, the 3A boys. It's Wyzetta versus Maple Grove for the championship. 10.15 10.15 a.m., the 3A girls, Edina versus Wayzata. 12.30, we start the 2A games. Uh, the boys, it's Orono versus Hill-Murray, 2.45, 2A girls, Holy Angels versus Benilde St. Margaret's, and we'll wrap it up uh, at 5 p.m. First with the 1A boys championship game, Pine Islands Zombrota, Mazeppa. Is Say that three times fast. They call it PISM, P-I-Z-M, Pine Island, Zombrota Mazepa. Really good soccer team. And they're going to take on another good team, St. Paul Academy, for the 1A boys title. And then at 7.15 Friday night, in the 1A girls, St. Paul Academy versus the aforementioned St. Charles Saints. And it's interesting, Jim, so we had the uh, girls' state semifinals on Tuesday. The day went off like clockwork. No overtimes. Some of these games started early, and then Wednesday we have all the boys semifinals. I think all of them, but one. I think five of the six games went into overtime. So that will that will uh, render your schedule moot. So we'll let's uh, we'll see what happens Friday. But uh, if anybody, if you want to make it down there, it's it's great fun. You're going to get a good seat at US Bank Stadium, uh, and if you if you want to watch them online, uh, NSPN is the official streaming partner of the high school league. If you go to prep spotlight.tv slash MSHSL, you can watch all these games.
0: Yeah. And not only are this is a great time of the year to watch prep sports and get indoors, but it's also just a spectacular venue. It's a great place. Great way to get to walk around U.S. Bank Stadium as well. It
1: it really every time I'm in there and and I I don't go to Vikings games. I've only been in there for high school events. And uh, it's just I, I, I stand I tweeted a picture yesterday. I was standing basically behind the Vikings bench. That's the side of the field. We have both teams on the benches for soccer, and I'm just looking up, you know. And and it, I, I tweeted a photo. Just this, it's 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 an amazing building. Just uh, standing down on the field, looking up a little bit, it just it blows me away every time I'm in there.
0: It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. They they nailed it. And by the way, if you stand around the Vikings bench, they might put you in a quarterback. So be careful. <laughs> the,
1: I kept grabbing at my yeah. Achilles. Yeah. I think I'm okay.
0: <laughs> well, well, oh, hey, for old sports, right? We're relatively okay, right? We're doing fine, I think. Yes. All right. We're going to talk girls' (laughs) state tennis, state cross-country. We're going to thank a ref. We're going to get to John's most valuable teammate. First, though, we want to thank Pizza Barn in Princeton. That's Jody Stay's operation, not far out of the metro. If you're ever up in the the northwest quadrant of the metro, you're not far from Pizza Barn in Princeton, and we recommend stopping by. We do. That's a good quadrant to be
1: in, uh, downtown Princeton. Uh, It's been a great spring, summer, and fall at the Pizza Barn, and as it gets colder now, it's a great time to stop in at the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton, you'll get a terrific meal prepared and served by wonderful people. Uh, in this age of franchise cookie cutter restaurants, the Pizza Barn really stands out. It's a spot that's it's all its own with great food, great prices, great people. You'll never be disappointed there. And we're proud to congratulate everybody at the Pizza Barn for 40 years of outstanding service to the community in Princeton and way beyond. It's a busy, busy place all the time. It's got a menu that includes everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, uh, in-person dining, take and bake. They deliver, they cater, and they also have that popular lunch buffet Monday through Friday. So, again, great thanks. To our friend Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn for 40 years in business and for sponsoring this little podcast project here.
0: Yes, thank you, Jody. Also, I'll let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. Find out more about going solar at allenergysolar.com slash coach. That's for home, business, or both. Hey, we also need to lower our carbon footprint. We need reliable and affordable energy. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of that grid. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane, which is compatible with traditional propane. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and and affordability propane the right energy right now find out about more what propane can do for you at propane.com and now on to girls state tennis
1: yeah we wrapped that tournament up last week jim a real exciting enjoyable girls state tennis tournament uh, two classes in that sport with uh, lots of championship medals awarded uh, i think i mentioned last week when we, when we recorded we were at the halfway point of the tournament uh repeating the state champs were rochester mayo and 2a blake in 1a and in, uh, in the singles competition, in 2A, the state tennis champion was Claire Loftus of Mayo and her teammates, Keeley Ryder and Malia Dean. They were the doubles winners. So Mayo had an outstanding tournament. And in 1A, uh, Brex Isabel Anus, she was the singles champ. And the doubles title went to the Blake sisters, Nana and Fatima Vang. And I wrote a John's Journal story about the Vang sisters. They're a senior and a ninth grader. Tennis is such an interesting sport. And, you know, these girls, they didn't play doubles all year with each other or anybody else. They were the number one and number two singles players. When the postseason starts with the sections, uh, they both played singles all the way through, but uh, no, they played doubles in the postseason. In the team competition, they helped uh, they helped their team win the uh, state title there. But they they partner up for doubles when the sections begin and roll all the way through. They were dominant, really fun to watch. So congratulations to not only those state champions but all the teams individuals and doubles teams that made it to state. It's a great, great tournament, uh,
0: girls tennis. Yes, it is. Uh, we also enjoy, I, I ran cross country. can't say I enjoyed it because I was always looking at somebody's back, but uh, <laughs> but cross country, great sports. Tell us about state cross country.
1: Yeah, this is the event. I've been talking about this for a few weeks because it's a new site. We're going to have tickets for the first time. Um, and I've stressed this, This is yes. everything's new. So I want people to be smart and plan ahead, but the state cross country meet, it'll be held this Saturday, November 4th at the University of Minnesota Les Bolstead Golf Course. That's very close to the state fairgrounds. This is a sport with three classes, so we're gonna have six races on Saturday. Uh, The first one will be the 3A boys at 10 a.m. and we'll end it with the 2A girls at 2.45. There will be awards programs in each class after each uh, pair of races. This event always draws big crowds. It's not going to be any different be just because you have to have tickets now. For the last 30 years we've been at St. Olaf College in Northfield, wonderful venue, but there's no fencing, there's no way to have people need tickets. And uh, you know we all regretted attitude to everybody at Saint Olaf. They, they decided to bow out after 30 years, and, and I think having three classes, which is still fairly new, that just that just ramps up how much traffic there is, how many people are there, and you know Saint Olaf is a busy place anyway. So so bless them for everything they did for cross country in Minnesota. But this is a new site. It's not a college campus. It's it's in the middle of town. Be big crowds. We're going to run shuttle buses from. Uh, the parking lots at the state fairgrounds, if people are driving over there, there'll be signs directing you where to park. Free shuttle buses will bring you to the gate. But there's there's two things everybody has to be aware of. You know, there are tickets for the first time at state cross country. You, you can't walk up and pull a 20 out of your pocket and buy a ticket. It's all online. You buy them on your phone or your computer. You can print them out. You, your phone can be scanned. Please do that ahead of time and just Everybody needs to arrive early because it's going to be a slow process of getting everybody through the gate. There's a one gate where everybody will go through. So plan ahead. Expect delays. The weather looks like it's going to be decent. I think it's going to be in the 40s. If we escape the day without any rain, that'd be nice. Um so it'll be fun. It's one of my favorite tournaments. It's, it's, it's a, it's, you you know what that sports like Jim. you ran it. my two sons were cross country kids. It's, you gotta be tough. You gotta be gutty. Uh, yeah, things happen out there that are nuts and, uh, let's hope for a, for a great course, a great, a great day of racing.
0: Yes. Uh, and I admire the people who take on that sport. It is a lot of work, a lot of strain, uh, and not a lot of reward for those back in the pack, but it's still just a great thing to be doing. Uh, let's get to thank a ref
1: yeah uh, this is this is not a high school ref I want to mention first here but it's a, a major league baseball ref uh, umpire who retired Cottage Grove native Jeff Nelson he retired yeah. as a major league umpire after more than 25 years uh, Jeff is 58 years old so he's dedicated a lot of his life to this and he's one of these low-key Minnesota people he didn't want any fuss he didn't announce. That he was going to retire once his uh, season was over he just retired you know signed a piece of paper i'm retiring and, and our friend pat royce at the star tribune talked to jeff and wrote about him that story is worth your worth your time and while we're thanking officials i don't want to thank all the fall sports official officials who work so hard in sometimes rotten weather conditions and a special thank you to the officials who who have worked and will be working state tournaments They're the best of the best, and we're grateful to all of them.
0: Yes, and let's wrap up this show with our most, or I I won't say our, I'll say John's most (laughs) valuable
1: teammate. The the High School League's Most Valuable Teammate, this weekly award that that we enjoy so much. Uh, Cyrus Jones is a senior football player at Minneapolis Edison, who's an outstanding student athlete and teammate. He leads by example. He takes pride in working towards being his best self on and off the field. Cyrus understands the importance of education. And utilizing his resources and the Edison communities made better because of him. Congratulations to Cyrus Jones of Minneapolis Edison for being a most valuable teammate. And Jim, there's one more thing I want to mention here. You wrote a column about the day you hacked Kevin O'Connell's phone. Yes. Um, (laughs) It was outstanding because he had said after Kirk Cousins got hurt that his phone was lighting up, you know, with, with, uh, with, Based on who's going to be the next quarterback, you you didn't actually hack his phone. I hope people understand. Well.
0: That. But the
1: <laughs> but the messages you you posted in your column, and I think two or three people while I was at state soccer this week, men, knowing that I you and I are friends and we do this just out of the blue said, hey. That was a great column by Jim hacking Kevin O'Connell's phone. I, I was it was genius. I thought it was. I, I don't laugh out loud at things I read that much. I laughed out loud. It was funny. You had you had everybody from Brett Favre to Joe Mauer texting Kevin, <laughs> making their pitch for why they should be the quarter. It was awesome. That was a
0: talk about a great idea for a column. That nailed it, man. Well, I appreciate that. And let me tell you something. As uh, so you mentioned, our friend Patrick Royce. So Royce, uh, knowing that I write the Monday for Tuesday column and he wouldn't be able to get to it uh, right away. He had the idea of uh, like basically throwing out a bunch of different names, funny names of people who could play quarterback. Right. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, that might work. Then I'm out at the press conference on Monday and O'Connell says, yeah, everybody's texting me. And I was like, that's how I do it. <laughs> so, so Royce had, a, had the idea yeah. and then O'Connell gave me the perfect entry. So I can't really wow. take a lot of credit, but uh, uh, yes, but, but I appreciate it. It was very well done.
1: That was, that was really cool. Well, thank All you, time.
0: sir. This is, hey, uh, you know, for those listening, uh, it's great to have like random people texting or emailing you, but there's nothing for a writer like praise from another writer. So thank you, John. You bet, Jim. I, I enjoyed the heck out of that. Thank you, sir. We'll talk next <laughs> week. Uh, yep, we're in the heart of prep season. Uh, we appreciate all of John's work. Thanks again to Brandon, and thanks. Thank you. I'm going to try to say it again. Thanks to all of you for listening.